it was today i was like uh i was on my way home and i was like oh shit like we're like i knew we were doing the podcast or whatever but i was totally out of my mind so then like on my way home i was like (laughs) i was like thinking like just trying to like rack my brain a little bit to make sure every um not like every moment of my life but i was just trying to like think (laughs) over um think over stuff to make sure it was a little bit more fresh (laughs) more fresh you're good. And I was like, damn, there's a lot to think about, dude. Absolutely. I, I never know how to start yeah. an episode, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, um, you know, here we are, though. And I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate you for having me. This is this is a really fun idea. Absolutely. Like, do you think we'll get to this point where, like, animals... Like monkeys will start like being on VR chat and like have their own accounts and because anything could happen at this point. I uh, I think possibly um, only because of like Neuralink. Like I see Elon doing yeah. some crazy some crazy shit with Neuralink right now. Um, like he was just. I think it was a chimpanzee that he had put a chip in their head and uh, um they were playing a game on a on a screen they were playing pong and then they were playing um some game where you just you tap the square on the screen and then or you, you they started with a joystick and they moved the the cursor to the square on the screen and then uh um you know once they hit the square it would give them a treat and then eventually they took the joystick away and they started doing it with their mind, which was kind of insane. So maybe. <laughs> I think we've like scratched They're the already surface. Playing Pong. They're already playing Pong. Who knows? They may be playing, They're uh, playing Pong. Grand Theft Auto by next year. And then. Uh... Yeah, this is GTA 6 <laughs> RP. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea to submit to, to Elon or to, to Neuralink. To get them to start playing right. Super Mario Brothers, right. I could definitely see Elon doing something like that because his uh, his ideas are very out there, and sometimes you might even think he's kidding about something, and then he like actually does it, which I think is hilarious. Like buying Twitter, um, and then he actually did it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Good. Yeah, I think he was. It was kind of just like a meme, like maybe serious, but more of a meme, and then. Uh, Six weeks later, he owns Twitter. It's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Piles, you um, you I'm have re- an interesting uh. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to to uh, digress. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, you have an interest interesting story on how you got into VR. Um, would you mind telling me again? Um, yeah, it's actually a little bit out there. Um, I started watching vr well are you talking about vr chat or vr in general either one i guess vr chat is the reason i got vr um but yeah it is kind of interesting so i was watching a lot of uh (laughs) i was watching a lot of vr documentaries on youtube and i uh i was really enjoying the content um one of the more outstanding videos i've seen was uh by brandon fm uh which it was like the the dark side of uh 
of VR chat was the first <laughs> video, and and he really took a deep dive into the side that uh, uh you know, isn't really on the surface when you see the um the funny moment compilations and the trolling and the the um voice impressions and stuff like that, like a lot of the popular TikTok content and stuff like that. His was just like dead serious, straight to the point, straight like nitty gritty. Went like right into the club scenes. Went um, oh, went into the ERPing. Went into some of the uh, um, the stuff that we hear about uh, with adults acting like adults <laughs> or adults acting how they shouldn't act. <laughs> oh my god! Um, which is weird to say that a documentary like this got me into VR or VR chat specifically, but. Uh, it was just so mind blowing to see how diverse VR chat was. Yes, and I and I just couldn't help myself. I wanted to come and uh, and and try it. I tried it on desktop first, like six hours. It was dumb, and I didn't like it. Uh, but then I got the uh, I got the headset, and I've been on like almost every day for you know the past almost three weeks now. So. Uh, definitely held out a bit. Hell yeah. Did you ever watch an anime? Um, have you seen? I'm listening. What's up? Oh, no. oh, I was going to say, have you have you seen Brandon FM's documentaries? No, I haven't. Uh, he's a YouTuber? He's a YouTuber. Very, very unknown. He's like 60,000 subscribers, but the documentaries I watch got like, they're all like over a million views. Dude, tell um, me more. I really recommend watching it. Um... It's hard to explain. I think what drew, drew me to his videos the most, other than the um, the more deep kind of content of his story, was how he ed how he edits. His he's an amazing uh, editor. If he edits his own videos, which I believe he does, it is a documentary on VR Chat, and it is composed like content i've never seen before you don't even see national geographic nature documentaries with probably a hundredfold the budget even more than that you know his his editing is just super in-depth and super satisfying to watch and i think that's one of the main focal points of watching it was just the attention the detail that this guy had in into creating his stories i was just mind blown by that so I highly recommend that watching his. I don't want to spoil it too much, and I think uh, it's a little it's a little gritty to to explain in depth. But I do highly recommend watching his videos. He has three documentaries out right now. They're all like an hour plus long. Dude, and my friends who don't even play VR chat, I recommended it to them, and they just were hooked. They watched all three in a row. <laughs> Damn, that is so cool. I didn't yeah, even yeah, know there were documentaries. Like a very talented person. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there are, there are there are, but his are the the more outstanding. I've searched for more content like that, but nothing, nothing even comes close. You know, I'm surprised, or not to my knowledge, that there isn't like a, like a VR um, show, on like on television. But here's one thing I notice about uh, virtual reality is that time 
in virtual reality, a lot can happen so within a minute versus like a real time minute. Like, <laughs> because I, I remember um, when I first got into VR, um, the friend who introduced me to VR, he said, dude, here's what thing, one thing about VR, like a minute in VR is different than a minute in real life. Like a lot can happen within 60 seconds <laughs> in here versus <laughs> real life. <laughs> like someone could say something, um, an avatar, could, a- anything could happen. The world could collapse on you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. A hundred percent. And your time perception inside of VR is completely different i mean i guess it's similar to like almost playing a regular video game but then just the level of immersion that this game has yes it it's just a totally different spectrum it's hard to compare like (laughs) people can be like I'm, i'm not bad talking people who who sit in front of mirrors but but people can sit in front of a mirrors for hours upon end and i just i i can't do that but to those people who can i really applaud like and just yeah it's uh (laughs) (laughs) hours upon end the mirrors the mirrors were something that uh kind of shocked me and actually brandon fm talks about mirrors in his videos too uh and at first i i didn't really get it and then i joined vr chat and i wouldn't say i'm a mere dweller uh, i like that's what the term is interaction called. but ah. yeah but i uh but i find myself like you and i when we were on the the cozy boat the other day yeah we're just chilling talking but it's like where's the mirror at where's the mirror toggle at i <laughs> i had a toggle it on just because we were sitting there and uh, just something about, um, you know, it's the ambience know, too. Sitting right there. Yes. Yeah, and and having the mirror in front of you, and you know, you have all these interesting uh, avatars that you're sitting next to, so you're kind of just taking that all in. Um, but I've noticed, like, you'll hop into a world and you have you know eight people sitting in front of a mirror, and sometimes they're not even saying a word. And they're just sitting there, and at this, you know they might be AFK or or whatever. But sometimes I'm just so blown away, or I'll join back an instance I was in before, you know, three hours previous. Um, at, you know, what's that? Uh, the pub, the pug, is that what it is? The pug bar or something like that? The great pug, yes. I'll like join the great pub. Oh, yeah, I'll join that back, and there'll be the same group of people just in front of the same mirror, and I, I it, it blows my mind. It does blow my mind. There are some habits in here that I I would like to see in her life, not not from a mocking perspective, but just out of curiosity. Like, how would this work in real life? Like, I think you came up with the idea of what would mirrors at a club look like. I think that's a great idea because. Yes. You would get, all right, that is how I look like how, that is how it looks like when I dance, and I can mirror how someone else is dancing who has probably, like, been dancing for their entire life, so people get a sense of, okay, 
trying to mirror their movements, I get a better idea of how to move a little bit better. Yeah, I think that... I, and I don't know why I think it's only something I realized after being in, in VR chat, but we were, we were talking about that on the boat. And uh, it would be interesting to see that implemented into um, a club in real life. You know, I attend them occasionally. And uh, just seeing how they are interacted with so much in VR chat, it would have to be, you know, at least used, I would think, even if it was similar to how they um, have them in some of these VR worlds where it's like... Uh, uh, it's not even at the main stage sometimes, but you just have a mirror around the corner. People can still hear the music, but they're away from everybody. And there's just a mirror, and you got a group of people sitting in front of the mirror just, just talking. And I feel like that would that would even work at a club, you know, anywhere in the world, honestly. Exponentially. At, yeah, maybe maybe not work is the greatest way to describe that but i think it would be used at least you know people people would you definitely walk past it and and see a group of people sitting in front of the mirror i almost guarantee it another idea would be like to bring the couches up to the front of the dj set so you have um you have your stage and then you have like um a sofa right in front of the stage for the people who want to just sit back and then you have your dance floor of people who are just like <laughs> dancing behind you <laughs> just oh, a wow. thought i'm pretty that sure the idea has be, been done out there would... but <laughs> it probably has been but uh, uh they definitely need a gate or something because you know you're at a you're at a club or a music festival and if there's a way to get right in front of that stage there are people there and they're going crazy so they'd have to protect the couch people for sure like a uh, or something yeah i uh, i um you know been to this this music festival and it's not my favorite type of music it was actually a a country music festival okay. i just went there as like a drinking holiday okay um but they I mean, you see this at other like venues and stuff like this, usually bigger events where the uh, general admission is behind seating. So they had, you know, maybe 20 rows by 40 of seats and then they had general admission and there was a big separation between the general admission and the stage. And I think that was a little excessive, but I could see why, <laughs> because that crowd was rowdy. But... um. At the same time, there was people hopping that fence, and they were they were trying to get up there, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Paying twenty dollars seats, trying to get the hundred ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I don't get it. You're paying so much more to uh, to uh, to sit down there, and I guess it depends on the person. You know, me personally, um, I like to be sweaty and stomping on people's feet or getting my feet stomped on and spilling beer and crowd surfing and i like to be in it and i think that's like the experience if i if i had to pay you know even more to have that over sitting down i would do it every day dude yes uh, but it's crazy it's crazy how you know the seats 
where you're sitting down front row they're a lot more expensive than actually being like in this insane crowd where you just get like this feeling of uh being a part of this big this big group and this big effort to just you know have a good time dude sign me up take me to your next concert please <laughs> that sounds like a blast my dude I haven't been to a concert. Yeah, in a I'm while. ready for uh, I'm ready for concerts again. Yeah, I mean they were kind of on hiatus for a little bit, uh, but now they're opening back up, so that's cool. But one thing I'm really sad that I missed out on, you know, I um, I actually turned 21 during the pandemic, so I didn't wow. really get a, a clubbing nightlife experience for my my 21st birthday because it was right in the middle of the lockdown uh where i live and and it's whatever i guess that's fine i that's what i had to live with and i did but uh i heard that a lot of these djs and a lot of the nightlife uh was kind of brought over to vr chat yeah and i knew i heard yes this, i heard this after the fact i heard this after the fact so if i would have known maybe i would have invested in it a little bit earlier but um, yeah, I did hear that a lot of the like DJs, especially they came over and they were performing in 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 VR chat a lot. A big yes, a lot of people um doing their sets um via Twitch and streaming like in the back of a world. Yeah, that you'll see that a lot. And the cool thing is, is yep, like yep. it happens every day, like. It's like DJing or maybe I'm not that much of a big party goer, but it's no longer allocated to the weekends. Like you could come on and party every single night if you wanted to. That's it's (laughs) awesome. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) Well, like we were talking about uh, before we, you know, started having this conversation. uh, Like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? Uh, I'm going to go to the club. I was like, "Oh, are you going to the <laughs> the lap the lap dance club?" <laughs> like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't hear that was happening." <laughs> and then and then I'm thinking like, "Oh, I I seen this uh, emo night tonight as well." Oh. Uh, in another Discord that I'm in, another private world, and I'm just so mind blown because it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's <a> <laughs> Tuesday right now. <laughs> and all these events start at ten or nine, something like that, and. Uh, you know, it got the best of me for my first week on VR, and I haven't been here a while, but uh, I was partying, like, every single night, and it did take a toll on me, but it was just, it was very accessible, and it was right there, and all you really have to do is ask. You go to Orion, and you ask, or you make a friend, and then, boom, you're in a private club, and and you can do that every night it's insane absolutely i agree with you 100 percent. the people that you meet are also a good uh, what is what keeps me coming here like meeting you and oh yeah. and the gang and it it's it's people like you all that keeps me coming here and you guys are so wholesome and it's kind of like oh you guys are awesome I would agree, and there's always something new, and there's always something going on. 
Uh, and it's a really good escape uh, to come here and to either hang out with people you do know or to go and meet new people, like some of the people you introduced me to, like Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> me and him were sitting there and we were talking about almost nothing, nothing relevant really, but we were talking for like a half hour, 45 minutes, and uh, and I, I really like Jarvis, and he was just a new, new fun character that that I got to interact with. Jarvis is awesome. Yeah, I like Jarvis. The funny thing about Jarvis is that, and also what happens in VR chat is that someone could be talking about something that I don't, I know close to nothing about. <laughs> so Jarvis's big thing is is cars and guns. I don't know that much about either, but (laughs) what he talks about is so interesting that I don't mind listening to it. He he is my source of listening when it comes to that topic. Yeah, like um, uh, before VR chat, I I was playing a lot of DayZ. I probably put about a thousand hours in the last seven months or so. And of course, Daisy's a shooter, um, yes. with some realism aspects, and they use real guns. So he's sitting there showing me all these guns because he has all these military skins. He's like the SEAL Team Six member sitting on the cozy boat, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's amongst all them the out. SEAL and I'm this group of cat boys and cat <laughs> yeah, girls, yeah, so, <laughs> the special operator. Uh, so yeah, I'm naming all this stuff. I'm like, I've seen this in Daisy. I've seen this in Daisy. So that was that was really fun, and that's pretty much so what we did for the the whole you know 30 40 minute interaction that we had. Uh, but he really enjoyed it, and I, I was having a good time. So you know, but uh, Jarvis Jarvis cool guy. Hell yeah, you meet a lot of awesome people here. But if he started talking about cars, I would have been. <laughs> out of it <laughs> no <laughs> shit about cars <laughs> me neither i um i take it to yeah, I get a car that moves <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it says it's flat okay i it's time to inflate it <laughs> fill it up yep. that's like the extent of my knowledge when it comes to cars yeah. how long are we playing daisy seven in my car oh my goodness gas prices uh, are insane <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, it's tough. Uh, but Daisy, I was, I was playing playing Daisy for yeah about about a seven month period, about a thousand hours. I really really grinded, uh, grinded that game a lot. It was my first shooter in a while, um, and it kind of, uh, or I guess VR chat gives me like Daisy vibes a little bit. Okay. Uh, in the sense that. You know, you're playing on this very large server, um, and, you know, the server, it fluctuated, and I played on it for a really long time, so I seen the lows and I seen the high. I was actually on one server for majority of, of my stay on Daisy, uh, but it was like, a, you know, anywhere from 40 people online to 120 people online, and it started out very humble, <laughs> and I was because <laughs> I hadn't played shooters in a while. I'm not laughing at you. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I started making friends, you know, and uh, and you meet them a little bit differently than you would in in VR chat 
but you know i'd i'd meet people along the way and eventually you know i created a team and we had played like a wipe so or we finished a wipe so they reset the server every six months and then we started up our team again and we had made all these sorts of friends and allies and then we kind of like conjoined teams and then me and my my buddy mini ended up kind of uh leading these teams on this day z server and you know new friends would kind of come in you know come into our space come into our team uh as we went on and you had to be really careful about it on that game uh but it was really it was a really good platform for making friends and you know i probably started out my first three weeks on there with maybe four or five people that i was really kind of close with you know over the internet even outside of playing the game uh and then ended you know four or five weeks ago uh you know with a discord server of like 60 people and you know maybe 30 or 40 of them i knew really really well and they were all met differently and uh they were all so different from all parts of the world yeah european people a lot of uh a lot of people from the states and canada so it was uh it was you know similar to vr chat in that sense of how diverse everything was dude gaming has involved i didn't think about it until you said it now but like i'm trying to think of what was the earliest point in human civilization where gaming was tied to like networking like where people were like hey you like pong i like pong let's play pong let's play pong together let's start a group of people that like to get together and play pong let's do nothing but that but then slowly got to a point where it's like i'm listening no no you go sorry sorry i was just gonna say what's the first (laughs) i think you're on to something i was gonna say what's the first instance that you kind of recognize that because i feel like uh you've probably been on the internet for a while i have but gaming for a while you know i it wasn't until a little bit later on in life i want to say my first like social game if you will was probably overwatch i kind of arrived to the scene a little bit late because that's when i like purchased um a computer for my own i missed out on the xbox live era and the playstation online so overwatch was my first social point where i started adding friends and like hey um do you want to play a match today i was like heck yeah and that was my i think this was back in 2017 so i i was a little late to the party but i know people apparently people have been doing it for probably two decades now Oh, a lot well Uh, yeah a really long time really 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 long time and i was late to the party too i mean i was a little bit earlier i'd say but but uh i don't know there was like like smash tourneys and stuff like that yes thousands and stuff like that you know (laughs) and skype and Teamspeak and you know all those (laughs) kind of platforms people used to use (laughs) pre-discord 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 era yeah or like uh yeah. I had to use multiple applications like a, like a AOL Messenger and 
Yes, and that's way <laughs> back. <laughs> that's well, way way past past my era. Well, I'm you know I'm only 22, so I'm still pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, you know the internet's. You know the modern internet's probably about as old as me, but the internet's been around for a while, and people have been interacting on it since you know early early 90s. I might even be wrong. Maybe even late like late 80s. I would say you're not I actually agree with you. I feel like the modern internet kind of began in around late 90s, 90s, early 2000s. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to get corrected for this and stuff like that. <laughs> it was something like that, but uh I I listen to this podcast about like cybersecurity and IT stuff and I'm not that big, like I'm not an IT person but it it's interesting to me so I like to listen to it and I forget what year it was but this guy was talking about how um he was on like a dial up internet uh and and this was before even like a lot of the modern programs were invented so there's no way to really talk to people so what he would do is uh, there was some way that he would look for people to find to talk to from his friend's computer by pretty much so dialing random numbers on his computer and like connecting with them through their internet connection and then he would like you know eventually find somebody that he could talk to so this was in like council commands and you know there wasn't programs on the computer really how you used the computer then was you told the computer what to do you know with by by coding essentially um oh my god and yeah and that was through dial up he was just dialing random people and then talking to them <laughs> and they're all local people too it wasn't like a worldwide thing this was very very local dude if you find it i'm i'm interested send that to me the, oh that podcast yeah i can it's called uh darknet diaries dark uh, I a... had someone who would listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Darknet the... Diaries is a very cool podcast. <laughs> Did you hear the episode about the one where... Um, so this company hired this guy to find any cracks in their security. And... Yeah, he's, he was pen testing. Yeah, yeah he was pen he testing. Was, well, there's a lot of those stories. Yeah. Uh, you know any more details? <laughs> um he was doing it for the wrong company but when he was doing it for the wrong company i forgot how the story went because a friend was it a, told was me, it a bank i think so yeah and then they were like you were yeah, doing I, it for I the wrong company episode. and when they found that out he's like you know <laughs> we didn't hire you but we appreciate we thank you for finding those cracks and we actually want to <laughs> hire you, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i did i did watch that it was a it was a guy who's pen testing banks <laughs> And I forget it. It was one of the earlier episodes that I'd listened to, but he was pen testing multiple branches, and then he ended up, uh, yeah, he ended up pen testing the wrong bank, and uh, and and then he ended up getting busted. And then he's like, "No, I'm like working for you guys." And they got the management and found out that he wasn't actually pen testing for them. It was like the bank next door or something like that. It was a a weird situation. He didn't get any trouble, but uh. <laughs> I'm sure they were happy. Definitely. So, 
how did you how do you pick avatars me yes oh sometimes i'm not that picky sometimes i'm pretty picky depends on the situation but if i see well at first my first maybe couple days i was asking people i seen an avatar i liked i'm like hey can i clone you um and there was no specific way like i, I have like a dragon and like a goose and a bunch of random stuff <laughs> i'm just gonna start collecting avatars um and then i started getting a little bit more specific with how i wanted to look so i um you know i've had some friends upload some actually uh makeup pick this one out for me i didn't ha i didn't have any input she's just like she knew i needed an optimized avatar for uh, a club we were gonna go to so she she got this one for me um so i didn't even i didn't even pick this avatar and then some of the other ones you know it's it was the same thing like uh either somebody i knew had it and i liked it or i was like hey let me see some of your e-boy avatars and let me clone one <laughs> you know uh so there's there's no exact science to it but i'm done grabbing dragons and stuff like that now i'm more <laughs> just grabbing grabbing stuff that i like it looks nice it suits you yeah i'm typically like not a, a cat boy i'm a, I have a cat. Well, my roommate has a cat. He li The cat lives with us. I'm not a big fan of the cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person. But, uh, yeah, I've been rocking cat ears, like, every day on this game um, for no specific reason. Not a – just wanted to put that out there. Not a huge cat guy, so it's kind of ironic <laughs> that I wear cat ears every day in here. What's the name of your um, roommate's cat? His name's Nito. Um oh. Yeah, and I might butcher this, and if the wrong person hears this, and I did, they might kill me, but it's a Dark Souls boss, Gravelord Nito, and my roommate's a big Dark Souls guy, like any Souls-type <laughs> game he plays, so I think he named it, I think it was a Dark Souls character that he had named it after, Um, but it's cool, like, the cat's chill, just does cat things sometimes but you're a dog person they poop inside yeah i'm a dog person they poop outside <laughs> <laughs> dogs are awesome dogs are awesome i like coming I home and they have that face or like they look at yeah, you and you look at them and you're so like oh <laughs> yeah give them a gentle yeah, no i i really i really like them and i'd get a dog right now but uh, they're kind of a lot to deal with. Like, I don't want really any animal just with, uh, you know, when you work, when you work a lot and, you know, you're a single 22 year old dude that, you know, lives with a roommate, uh, it's hard to have a dog because I want the dog to be like good and not mess with stuff. And I don't want to have it in a kennel all day. So I just figured it's not the, the right time to get a dog uh, just so I don't, you know, mess it up or end up with a, a dog that doesn't behave because I, I wasn't giving it the the attention and the time that it needed, you know, because dogs, you know, most dogs need to be at least trained a little bit, whether it's potty training or learning how to walk and stuff like that. And that just takes a lot of time. 
Agreed. <laughs> different dogs have yeah. different um, yeah, so... needs. Exactly, exactly. And I want a big dog, and you need to walk a big dog, and and then you probably want it somewhat well behaved by the time it's big. <laughs> so if you neglect it a little bit, well, it's a puppy. Um, and not like a true neglect, but maybe just a neglect of time, you know, you'll probably end up with a, a little bit more of a pain than you could have ended up with. And I yeah. can't afford dog training. No, no way. Because that's, <laughs> that's a lucrative business to be in. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it is. You pay a lot of money to train a dog. Just to keep it from, from destroying the home that it lives in <laughs> right right yeah i don't want it sitting in a kennel all day and if it's not well behaved you know you don't want it r r rummaging through your house and and destroying it for when you come home you know the classic uh <laughs> what dog knocked over my trash can video <laughs> even though they're great but uh not something fun to come home to definitely one of my favorite things to see online are, like, dogs that are, like, getting, like, super excited and, like, destroying things in the process. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. there's this video <laughs> online where the owner, is, it's these two people, they're getting this dog excited, and they jump over this couch, I think, and the job jumps, the, do <gasps> the dog jumps over the couch, but lands on the glass table. On the table. <laughs> yes. The table just shatters. <laughs> Oh, that's classic. <laughs> Dude, dogs are clumsy, but in a good way. Like, Yeah, I like that. I like that they can be goofballs. <laughs> and, like, depending on their size uh, is relative to the amount of chaos that they bring. <laughs> right. Um, so I've always, like, I've grown up with, uh, like, golden retrievers. Like, my dad's always had a golden retriever. Oh, and yeah and they're like they think they're big lap dogs <laughs> so you know the he has a, a golden retriever right now frank who's five years old and he's a big boy he's like 110 pounds or something like that wow but he will just lay on top of you and i'm like <laughs> like this is adorable and i love it but i'm kind of suffocating right now <laughs> can't breathe Dude, that sounds awesome. Wish I had a golden retriever, or better yet, I wish I had the space to house a golden retriever. It's right, right. Sense. Yeah, that does come along with it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed and have a, have a yard, but I also live like in a townhouse, so it's a shared yard. So I'm, you know, half blessed, but it's it's good enough. Shared yard. That's like no fence, right? Yeah, no fence. Like the the neighbors on the outside with regular houses, they they have a fence, so that's fenced off. But like me and my next door neighbors, we we share it, and it's good that I get along with them. Oh, uh, they're they're younger and and they're loud too, so <laughs> <laughs> they're it cool. goes hand in hand. I was yeah, I was really concerned we were gonna move into a place with a with a poor elderly couple next to us, and we were gonna be throwing parties in our house. Oh and, my uh, god. And have this old couple next to us, so 
We really lucked out. I wonder what kind of old person I'm going to be. Because I don't see myself, like, parting away from the the party scene anytime soon. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. I see myself, like, still bopping my head with a cane. <laughs> and, like, probably hearing aid a hearing aid or something but like yeah maybe uh maybe my hips stop working <laughs> <laughs> so just go there in and a wheelchair <laughs> and just like yeah <laughs> just party on yeah i couldn't see it. i couldn't see it either because i i really enjoy uh partying in nightlife and uh i always think it's very enjoyable uh but also, I'm a single dude in my 20s, and I plan to be so for a little bit. So maybe when that ends, the, you know, single 20-year-old uh, pop of piles, then, you know, then maybe the partying stops. But who knows? Because I do I do enjoy it a lot, and it, it makes, you know, some memories that, you know, some are regrettable. <laughs> but a lot of them are, you know stuff you get the the cherish and talk about for a while the stuff you you probably should forget but won't they're memorable they are regardless <laughs> whether you want them to be or not <laughs> it's what one, one of the things about uh, what i uh, can't speak today one of the thing one of the things i like about <laughs> the club or at least the virtual reality clubs is that you it's kind of like a church in a way that it's a place where people come together people see each other again um people just come to have a good time together and like interact and oh, just yeah. you know dance together drink together just bop to music together it's it's a wholesome it's a good time to, to connect absolutely and yeah or even or, or disconnect ahead. Or disconnect too. I was gonna say, or, or yeah, or just disconnect. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because well, it's, I don't know. I guess maybe that's something. You know, it probably varies person to person. But, yes. Uh, I I definitely have made a lot of connections, especially in a very uh, um. Short amount of time, know, right? A, a very drunk, yeah. Short amount oh, you're of time, fine. but in a very drunk state. Um, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> and and uh, you know, that's where it's like hard to realize where like it's either connecting or disconnecting. Because like on on Saturday, I went to this club and I met all these people, and you know, we were having a really good time in the moment. Um, but we were all, you know, probably severely belligerent and intoxicated and i don't really remember a lot of these people that i'd met i know that i was with them and i was having fun we were taking pictures and i seen all my pictures that i'd taken but it's like i didn't really connect with them i think we were all just like disconnecting together and we were just having a good time very wholesome wholesome moment but at least you had a good time yeah yep and actually, um, 
to actually compliment what you're saying, I mean, I, I'm not religious, but I still go to church. <laughs> I actually, oh, really? Yeah. So, um, like, like how I kind like people that do a club hopping. I do what's called church hopping. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'll, I'll no go way. to it. Yeah, I'm 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 really open minded. I like um going to different churches and just seeing different perspectives and different ways that people live and one thing i notice is that like these people are still are are strangers but you know they mean well and every now and then you'll get a person that likes to keep themselves maybe not so friendly but a good majority of these people i found is they're really open and they're like good to see you and you could leave church and go back the next week and you'll be greeted with it's good to see you again it's that sense of community that I like that I get yes. from going to church. That's what I get out of it. Um the beliefs I have I mean I view things from face value but I take the good and that's what I that's the reason that's why I go to church. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. You have a really I feel like we might have a, a similar take on religion so I want to poke at it a little bit. Okay. Uh uh so like we've talked about before I was raised religious and i'm not religious anymore right um and i've attended church here and there throughout my life especially since i have a religious family and i have some religious friends so i'll I'll find myself there from time to time and like on some holidays uh but i have this uh like intense curiosity about religion yes and as do i and like the variety of religion that is out there and how it's evolved and like these religions are extremely extremely old and they're so vast uh but then yet similar yes sometimes similar sometimes completely different but it's just crazy the the diversity within like the subject of religion it's just it makes me very curious and, and intrigued, and I think it's a subject that I enjoy a lot, even though I'm not a religious person. Absolutely. I agree. There is a lot of similarities. Um, I've been reading um, currently... Oh, man. Such a touchy topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to get into... But since we're on this topic... I've been reading the Bible and the Quran, and I've been I've been speaking to these people from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, Mormons, and there is a lot of yes uh, similarities. Like you know, do good with the time, do the best that you can with the time that you're given on Earth, and try to be a blessing towards others. That is yeah, the common yep. theme that I found with these religions, and. Yes. Yep. Where the doctrine may divert into different uh, teachings, but the overall arching message is the same. Again, the doctrine is a little bit different, but the overall arching meaning is the same, and I really like that. That's what I've gathered. Um, going um, church shopping. Yeah. So who was that? Uh, who who were they that you were on the podcast with? And this was one of your older podcasts, I believe. Uh, and I forget the the church name, so I'm just gonna abbreviate. It. Uh, they were Mormon. Oh, that was PJ. Uh, and you did the po- PJ. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that podcast. 
and to hear what PJ had to say and the story that they told was uh, very, very intriguing to me. And, you know, I, I guess I don't want to, like, deep dive into um, that too much because I think PJ uh, had said what they want to say or had said what they want to say. But that that podcast that you did was was a very very uh somewhat enlightening and very curious and how the story developed i felt very fulfilled at the end and it was uh it was a very very cool story pj's an awesome person oh i'll definitely introduce you to them one of these days i was gonna say do they still play <laughs> absolutely yeah i've just been um at work, asleep, or around, yep, uh, yep. being distracted, um, uploading videos, or to actually like invite them, but I'll I'll introduce you one of these days, sooner awesome, than later. Awesome, yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. But the thing that got me, and I was I was raised uh, Seventh Day Adventist, was that. There, there came to this point where it's kind of, it was kind of like, I can't live life with one perspective. I'm really curious on the way, on why other people are going to their respected building. And just that sense of burning curiosity, like, I got to know why they're going there. And again, congregation, Igbis people, a sense of community. One thing I will say about Catholicism, they have... and. The, um, I guess churches in general is some of the architecture is really, really awesome. Like there is a lot of cool it, Catholic churches, a lot of cool Gothic architecture, and just the coolest churches I, in I town. Told, told you, no told disrespect you my, to uh, people tattoo, who have different. Right? You have a tattoo? No, I have multiple tattoos, but I, uh, bro, I guess so. I'll just say like, yeah, I'm in. I'm agnostic. Okay. But uh and I was raised and I was raised Catholic. Okay. Um Roman Catholic. Uh, uh but I actually have St. Patrick's Cathedral tattooed on my thigh Holy because I am just in hell. love with gothic architecture. Yeah, it's uh it's in New York City and I've been there before. Dude. I didn't even know this was the tattoo I was getting. I told my tattoo artist I just want a gothic cathedral. Just give me whatever you want, whatever you want to tattoo on me. He's like, "Okay, bet." I show up on the day of my tattoo. And he's like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Cathedral. I'm like, dude, I've actually been there. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's, uh, my leg, my leg is, it's a cool tattoo, but it doesn't do it justice. Like, if you saw my leg and you're like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I'd be like, go see it because it is vast and massive and white and uh, in the middle of a city. And <laughs> you have all these modern you know skyscrapers and you know brick square buildings and then you have this very intricate white you know building that just stands out in the middle of it all wow and and, and the the skyscrapers don't outshine it when you're in front of it because <laughs> you you see that and that's all that you want to look at i'll bet when'd you go to New York uh -huh. when I was 
18 years old. We went for my uh, my younger sister's 17th birthday. We just went as a as a family, and I know I'm gonna sound bougie. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> posh. Uh, we stayed in we stayed in uh, Times Square actually. Nice. Uh, and that was a really really surreal experience, especially being 18 and you know, you know, borderline young adult. Uh, being able to explore the city a lot of the time at you know, two a.m. You know, I'm I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I'm in New York City, and I don't. I I just wanted to go walk around. So here I am, eighteen years old. You know, walking twenty blocks and hopping on the subway and and heading you know, ten miles away and on the complete other side of the city <laughs> and meeting you know random people. It was it was a very very cool experience and that's probably not the safest thing to do so i wouldn't recommend other people do it but uh um it it, it is it was fun it was a really good good time but here's the thing though like there's there i i'm a i'm a firm believer in living alternate timelines like there's like a fork in which in people's decisions happen so the way i see it is that you could have just eventually fell asleep or you could have done what you did. You went downstairs, went to a subway, you know, just went on a adventure. And, like, just got to see these sites that you lived. That is so cool. Exactly. You got to exactly. that point, and then you came back with a story to tell. And here we are. Exactly. I see, and I wish... I wish something like crazy happened while well, I did that, uh, because other than that, it's a really mundane <laughs> story. I think. I think it's but, cool. Uh, uh, but the the moment and like the memory that I had of it, uh, yeah, is a lot better than than going to bed early in my bedroom and then <laughs> waking up in New York City and going shopping with my you know mom and two sisters for the rest of the day. You know. Waking up. Why are you so tired? Actually, back then I could. Well, I, I slept in a lot. I don't oh, gotcha. sleep in much anymore. But I slept in a lot when I was younger. But I could also function on like a a very minimal amount of sleep, ah. and I wish I could do that still. Like I don't sleep in, but you know, I remember sometimes uh, when I was you know seven. 16 somewhere somewhere in that age when i was still in high school and uh, i was working at a restaurant uh, as a cook and i so i worked weekends a lot it was a, a place on the lake and i was their their head cook so i had to work on the weekends uh but i'd go to a house party on saturday night and I would get obliterated <laughs> and then uh, and go to bed at 3 o'clock. And then I'd have to be to work by like 6, 6.30. So I'm sleeping on the floor, you know, sometimes even like a cement floor. I remember one time it was literally a cement floor in like the furnace room of um, this girl's house with a bunch of other people. I think we had some <laughs> sleeping bags and pillows maybe. But I got two and a half hours of sleep and I was to work on time i punched in the alarm i was there and got ready for the day 
and there's no way in hell I could do that now. I would I would sleep until 10 a.m. I would get my, you know, six hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, and uh, and <laughs> and I probably would have got fired. Damn. I think I've only had like a handful of those moments. I remember one time um I was with some friends and we ended up going to her place playing sorry and uh, a few other card games and then hey we got rock band all right let's play rock band so it got to a point where it was kind of like okay i kind of need to go because i work in two hours (laughs) (laughs) i forgot what i did i i don't know if i went i didn't stay but i think i just went home and just was in bed staring at the ceiling and then just all right, here we go. Put on my clothes and just went to work. <laughs> but yep, yep, yeah, I've done that a couple times. Just no sleep. <laughs> just kind of rough it out. <laughs> sleep when I get home. Yeah, that's awesome. But if yeah, you didn't, I hate to say like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't. I'm 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 30. You probably knew that, but like I didn't think of. I would start to feel fatigue until later on in life, but I'm actually starting to like. Oh man, like don't know if I can move or go as go as hard as I want to. <laughs> it's it's it feels like I'm yeah, going I, from 11 to 10, but for now I'm good. I love I love. <laughs> And around like my uh, older family members or some of my older friends that are you know 30s 40s and <laughs> for the family members some of them in their 50s and 60s uh, on my birth like 21st birthday I'm like oh like my back hurts man <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding I'm not kidding oh I'm joking a little bit but but it does <laughs> damn Hope that's it's probably too serious. my posture when I sit in my gaming chair <laughs> I don't think it is I have a bad posture too I've I've been mean every now and then my brother my brother will approach me he'll be like hand behind my back and then chest hand on back hand on chest and be like <laughs> you know I gotta st- stand up straight I'm like thanks yeah, yeah sit up sit up straight I, I try to when I can think of it but uh um a lot of the moments where I'm not thinking about how I'm sitting, you know, I'm definitely maybe slunched or I like to do the lean back. <laughs> the, the lean back in my, oh, I can't make the shape. Something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's names for these poses. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure doctors have plenty of names for them. <laughs> doctors. And would advise, advise against them. I wonder if there are any doctors like on VR chat, like that you can just tell them about your problems instead of having to go to an actual doctor. Can you imagine if like doctors started I wouldn't, doing I that? I wouldn't doubt it. There are a few doctors. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm I know pretty sure. A, I well, I know that you can do like some uh, like especially during COVID, it started happening a lot where you could, you know, see a doctor over like a Zoom call and stuff like that. So I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but now that I mentioned that, like the, the doctors and Zoom calls, 
I was really uh, confused about why, like, the meta of, you know, these, not even corporations, but schools and, and small companies, why they wanted to congregate on Zoom as a platform. Uh, because being somebody who's used Discord since, you know, 2015, <laughs> uh, and I'm so familiar with it, and I'm so uh, uh, aware of what you can do on it, I think Discord would have been a way better platform to have done all of that on. And the Agreed. fact that it wasn't used was just mind-blowing to me, because I didn't know what Zoom was. Zoom was just a new Skype, you know? Discord, I feel like, would have been a lot more appropriate. I agree. And useful. <laughs> but I think it was because of, oh, it's used for gaming. I don't know if we want to use something for gaming for our educa for educational purposes. I, that's my theory yeah, why yep. I think it what happened. Zoom kind of feels like, oh, Zoom. It's the other Skype, but better. We'll use it. Exactly. But, but I, I still I'm think, condensing I, things. I think Zoom would have been a better resource. I think Zoom definitely would have been a... Or not Zoom. Discord would have been a, a better resource and a, a better way of doing that. Because I didn't know what Zoom was. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know what Zoom was. Or Discord. Um, but I do agree with that. There's probably like the stigma behind Discord that it's uh, you know, used a lot by uh, people who game to communicate but, but they only like we only do that because it's a a really good platform to do that on and it's free <laughs> that too agreed i will say that i think uh discord is trying to transition into the education um field i think their um changing of colors and logo is meant to attract a younger uh, demographic. I remember. Did you you remember when they had their logo change? Well, logo change and color scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Update, yeah, yeah. Updated. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's that's my theory why it happened. And I also remember seeing on a uh, Discord like when you would log in, it's like, hey, are you using Discord for school? It's kind of like something's up. Right. Well, or imagine if you just had your your whole classroom as a teacher you had your whole classroom and your own discord channel like and uh, especially games. during covid <laughs> yeah they'd probably need to monitor <laughs> it a little bit better you know uh the teacher would have to be a pretty good oh uh, discord admin, i would assume <laughs> but but it would make it would make a lot of sense it's very very organized very easy to access you don't even need a computer you can do it on your phone and uh students already uh, know how to use it in... exactly yeah your students would probably like have to have to teach you how to use it and then maybe like you have that one student in your class who hasn't quite fallen into degeneracy yet but still uses discord and he'd probably like help administrate it <laughs> <laughs> so so you to add on to that, you would be giving responsibility to students. So not only are we accommodating to the current trends of students, we're also making them respons we're giving them responsibilities. A uh, modern uh, office assistant, if you will, 
Like you're going to be moderating exactly this server, this yeah, our classroom. Yes. And I think I have a, a good comparison to this, and this might be my big weeb moment that doesn't actually happen. But uh, go for it. So you watch anime, right? I've been, I'm 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 slowly waning back into it. <laughs> I, I'm, co- um, I'm so like a pretty common thing to see in uh in an anime that's you know based around high schoolers, as you see a lot of the time they have like a class leader or like a group of class leaders, and uh and at least that's how it's portrayed in anime where like a, a student and a group of students are kind of responsible for cleaning up the classroom and uh conducting uh, like team building activities and you know having having a part of of um developing you know skits depending on the anime you watch like they're either doing like a skit or uh they're their track team and it's just crazy so if this is something that actually happens which i have no idea it just happens in anime um but if they're doing that in japan i mean japan's doing it so you could you could give uh your american student your discord admin probably dude japan is living the future at least 50 years ahead of us (laughs) i'm I'm, i (laughs) it's always something with them always this is a compliment, not uh, a jest. Whether it be it one... is, I would really like to visit Japan. <laughs> you know, we were having this discussion about um, the evolution, the potential evolution of planets within our galaxy, like at the same development as we are. What if Japan is like those Earths that are just living ahead? in time <laughs> like we don't even not need to go to that far in space we just need to look on earth it's japan <laughs> yeah it's literally japan <laughs> japan's the the advanced civilization guiding our our planet they they are meta right now i'm convinced uh, yeah and i don't know there's just uh you know the the modern Japanese culture. I'm not too familiar with, um, you know anything that's not pop pop culture relating to Japan because all that information I got from anime. So we're just not gonna talk about that. Um, but like like real life stuff that that happens in Japan is so much different than uh, the day to day American life. Oh it's, my goodness, yes, it's it's crazy. Like you can go to like a, like there's a lot of um, like anime themed bars there, Bro. and they stay in business. Like if you were to put like a like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure bar in like the city that I live in, I'm sure it you know it might get some attention, but it'd probably go out of business. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, just being objective here, it it would. But in Japan, it would flourish because it feels like, hear me out, it sounds like people in Japan, it it seems like, you know, a business-oriented culture. You have the money, but you also have the money to have fun or at least have create stuff for a market to, you know, I work 
let's say I'm a Japanese businessman. Life sucks. It while life sucks, I'm gonna go to a place that I want to enjoy. That's the way I take it. So I'm gonna go to this JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Bar because I have the money for it and I work hard <laughs> and I deserve it. Right. <laughs> That's my <I> theory. <laughs> Mike Throne. <laughs> And it, I don't know, it kind of sucks because I would, I mean, I don't even watch JoJo's. I would totally go to a JoJo's theme bar for too. the culture. Like, not not even, like, the Japanese culture, because it's obviously not, you know, Japanese culture. But it's the anime culture. I would totally, I would totally attend that. I'd probably go there every week. Heck if yeah. I could afford it. I would, too. I was actually doing something similar back in 2000, um in the middle of covid um when i was getting 2020 2020 wait did i say 2024 <laughs> no 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 you said middle of covid so i just guessed the year like as soon as it started there was this uh japanese restaurant that i would eventually go to every day just go to the bar and not didn't even ask for alcohol but just eat there and i was like man this must be what Japan is like. You know, you have a job that can pay for the lifestyle that you want. I can get used to this. I mean, it wasn't an expensive place either, but it had finesse. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> Japan's it, probably it, like it, that. Yeah, yeah, it fit what it needed. And you were, uh, I mean, I guess a lot of those um, restaurants, you know, at least when they're they're done well, they're meant to be. Uh, I'll say it again: they're immersive. They're meant, yeah. they're meant to be immersive, and they're meant to to give you a little slice of something that is out of the ordinary. Yes, and at least out of the or- not out of the ordinary in a general sense, but in the general sense of you know the day to day American. Uh, you know, you you go into a Japanese restaurant and you have, yeah, you know, your. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to like assume anything, but it's pretty common to see like a, a koi pond and uh, you know Japanese style art and and it's just a totally different scenery. Yes, that you don't really you you only get to see there, and yes. that's the one the one spot or the one of a few spots around you that you really get to kind of dive into that. And you might overlook it. I feel like this is something I've probably overlooked before, but uh. Um, I think that could be the intention of uh, a lot of these business owners is to just try to make a, a a more immersive experience for whoever's entering the restaurant, which I think is a, a really good way to run a business. Agreed. This is a random question, but have you dabbled in Unity by any chance? No, I downloaded it. I watched some videos. Um, I'm like, boy, boy this takes time. <laughs> it's all Have good. Have you? You know, I'm actually in the same position. Um, I've, I'm in the watching videos part. Because, like you said, um, people want to create, you know, an experience for um, their guests. And... The thing I like about VRChat is that people have created these awesome worlds like um, there's this place called Poppy Street. Uh, It's like a mini recreation of a small bar street in Japan. 
And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I want to make something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll go later on. I, I want to see that. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that. Yeah, but it's sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. There are these little bars, and like you can pick up um, beer bottles, and like it, it's like a mini. Uh, it's a mini Japan. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so awesome. These world creators are. There's something else. Insane. They are, I admire them so much, like, Abigail, go to her worlds occasionally, um, and even her worlds that she's in progress building, and they're, they're really, you know, small confined, but they're good for, like, you know, your VR home and stuff like that, but, uh, it's crazy how much, uh, how much somebody can do with, with such a little space, and then if you want to think about it really deep, it's not even real space. It's space that's like <laughs> just in front of your face, but you feel like you're inside of it. And uh, they managed to make it very um, surreal and like, like, holy cow! I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really here right now. Or some of these club worlds we go to, like, uh... oh, what was that place we were at on? Oh, the castle. When we were at the castle and we went outside and we found out that we were in the middle of this city and they had an outdoor, a whole outdoor section of their club. It was completely insane. Oh man, I forgot. It's not a B club, is it? No. No, it's not, it's not B club. It's not B club. Yeah, I totally forget the name. Well, the we were at I think the world's called the Castle and there there's it's a a pretty popular um pretty popular place, but I was I was so surprised when we walked outside and we were in a city cuz I'd been to that club like two times before. I didn't even know we could walk out those doors. And then we were on a street and there's Oh, uh zombie Zombie girl. Is that what that was? I think it was. I think. Oh shoot! I'm gonna be corrected here. Like it's not zombie chroma. Shoot. I know what you're talking. It's coming back to me. Um. Yeah. All I know is one of the teleports in there is called the castle, so I'm just referring it to it as the castle. It's one of yeah. the other like teleports that I've clubbed at in there, and we went to a different one the second time I was there, and that's when uh, I discovered the city. It's like holy shit, dude. Dude, creators are evolving their work. Like, I, I, I got into 2020. So, there was this place called um, Void, where it was just a platform, and then you would walk, and then you'd be in the club. And then the creators decided to add, okay, let me make a city, and now, like, a sidewalk two get to the club so it becomes more immersive like the experience to get there is more realistic yes yeah yeah i went to a a very similar club to that on it was either friday or saturday is one of the nights all kind of cling together but uh i wasn't with like anybody i knew actually we were at a drinking night and somebody invited their friend and me and him were talking about clubbing we end up going clubbing 
Um, I bring us to a world because I didn't even know there was a club going on. I just like, hey, my friend Kim's too. Uh, I met her at a club. She's probably clubbing right now. We go join her world. She's at a club. And then we meet one of her friends while we're there. And he's like, dude, like, just no offense to whoever's playing at a tentacle. <laughs> like, dude, this guy's kind of, uh, this dude's kind of dead. I have another club that's going on tonight. It's starting like right now. Let's go there. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's uh, my buddy Poku's playing there. And I'm like, dude, I literally know Poku. Like I'd, I'm not friends with him. I haven't talked with him much, but I was at one of his worlds for uh, um, it was the first night that anybody had ever used the world. And we had a birthday party for, for Peachy's husband. And so I was like, oh, I know Poku. I know Poku. We join this world. We have to wait in a literal line in this world. It was like a 240 megabyte world. We have to wait in a line of like 30 people. And then we finally get let in. We have to walk all the way down this sidewalk. And then you take a left. You have to climb up a ladder. And then you climb through a window, which is like a teleport. And then it brings you into the club. And it was just insane. And then it's filled like to the brim with people. It was... <laughs> insane i wish i had a good enough uh pc setup to have had to have uh everybody's avatars visible but it was crazy even if they were little robot people <laughs> you, those i like how you enter a place and it says please use an optimized avatar and when you get an, op an optimized avatar and you arrive to the scene and you look to see who's <laughs> using, who else is using an optimized avatar everyone is on red it's like you yes yeah guys are the reason like, dude i don't look for this <laughs> man but yeah and that, that night was uh that was a really cool night too and it just kind of shows even though vr chat is used by i don't even know like the average uh user base is i'm not sure what the number is uh, uh trying to take a rough, rough guesstimate it's probably about 50 60,000 concurrent maybe more maybe right. less probably less i don't know but i think it's somewhere in the realm of that but, but uh the fact that i had gone through all these separate paths of people that i'd never met before and then ended up with you know poku who i didn't even know was a dj i just had been to his world and talked to him for a little <laughs> bit and then and then another dj that had played that night was playing um at this and that i actually had added too i didn't even know he was playing it, it it made vr chat feel a lot smaller um then you know then it probably actually is like even vr chats a, you know quote unquote a small a small world <laughs> it is but it is growing it is i think it's getting you know, a fair amount of popularity right now. Uh, a lot of these content creators, specifically the like funny moment creators <laughs> and stuff like that, pull a lot of views. Like, oh yeah. Um, Chris Chris does reality. I think his name is where he does. Have you ever seen him? I ha I may have seen him in passing. Okay. Um, I just want to Refresh explain me. his content quick. Maybe it. maybe you've seen it. Okay. So pretty much so what he he's 
in he has a pretty big space and what he does is just stunts like not average stunts uh i think one of the first clips i'd seen of him was he was in a tony hawk avatar and he was in the <laughs> middle of a random like black hat lobby or something like that and he's like you guys want to see me do a 900 and, and like nobody says anything <laughs> But they're all looking because he's like kind of raised up off the ground. No, he's he's on the ground. He's on the ground, and then he runs up a ramp that he has in his room. Oh, puts a skateboard no. on it with his headset on. Goes down the ramp and just smacks into his wall and just totally eats shit. Oh my <laughs> and, god! And everybody can tell what happens, and then now they're watching. So this dude just does like some crazy stunts, and I I really enjoyed his funny moment content because I think it's uh. It's a little bit more, um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's different, a lot more different than than the typical, like funny moment trolling videos that you see. Like this dude's putting himself through physical pain. Like he jumped on a uh, a yoga ball. He would just jump onto a yoga ball and just completely eat it. This dude's oh my gonna God. get really injured one of these times, but it is absolutely amazing to watch and he probably buys like like three or four indexes a month maybe even more than that because he has to ruin them left and right there's no way this guy's not rooting like, like i i know he's mentioned in a couple like oh i just broke my headset so he has to break a lot of headsets which is pretty sad because i want an index oh my god like yeah this is my fifth index like oh <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you d oh my god that's crazy anything for the content man yeah yeah he is he has crazy content but he's like i said he's getting like you know three i don't even know what like the peak video i've seen i've seen him maybe hover around like two to three million views that's a lot of exposure right there, and obviously a lot of those people who are watching his videos probably have never even touched VR chat or have a VR headset, but uh, um, I think VR is really only going to get bigger. I think and so, too. And I think VR chat, VR chat should stick around, and I could only really see getting replaced by uh, on a game with a more uh, immersive engine. Funny you should say that because there's another social platform called Chill Out VR. Now here's the thing. It was highly anticipated, but when it was released, it had a lot it it had a strong start, but eventually the users just it didn't it didn't build that uh, community like VR chat did. You'll find videos online where people will say Chill Out VR is arguably better than VR chat. However, the player base is very sparse, so you can actually try Chill Out VR right now, and you'll find a lot more features than VR Chat. But the player base is just almost close to non-existent. So unless that's crazy, and I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 on uh, it's on Steam. Another one is called Neos, which has um a, f a a base of people of users as well but a different kind of user i can't explain it because i've tried uh using neos vr it's just 
different, but there is a there is a base there. Yeah, check it out. But to my knowledge, I think VRChat is probably the best um, platform when it comes to player base and content and. Yep. Well, I think it's so it's so established. It is that um, it would it would be hard to re- replace, and I think um, you know as technology advances and headsets become more readily available well and then also hardware because you know your your computer hardware has a lot to do with what you're limited to doing in, in VR chat as well um but i think um i don't i'm not even sure who makes VR chat <laughs> shows how much i know but i, I could see um you know that entity um, you know really evolving as as vr evolves and you know i think there's a lot of potential especially with uh um with a more immersive engine even though this is completely immersive but i think there is a lot of not negatives but maybe stuff that you wish you could do or in the terms of of uh, even full body tracking and stuff like that i think uh, there's there's a lot of progress to be made, and it's just going to be insane to see, um, insane to see how the social platforms on on VR evolve as as you know technology keeps you know almost exponentially advancing. Well said, Piles. You know what? I think we are going to end it there, Piles. Um, it was awesome having you on here. Um, thank you for your time. This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, and thank you for being awesome, um, for being here. Well, yeah. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this a lot. A pleasure. Woo. <laughs> I landed it. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs>